0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, and away we go off and running on this Wednesday, November 13th. Good morning. This Wednesday, November 13th, also known apparently as the dead of winter. Oh, my God. Holy moly. What the heck is this? What is this? I asked Alexa before I left the house today, what's the temperature? And then uh, after she gave me the answer, I proceeded to curse at her. At uh, three o'clock in the morning. Hey, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York uh, jam-packed, locked and loaded on this uh, Wednesday edition. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today, people. It is there for you. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Of course, today is Wednesday, so that means we do have headlines today. I remember that it's Wednesday ahead of time, so I found the headlines. We got them. We'll do them in the third segment, but lots of good stuff today. Well, I say good stuff if you're a talk show host, if you like compelling information and stories and all that kind of stuff. Of course, there's not really a lot of good stuff in the sports fan realm, and I guess where we begin is with the Knicks. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. In case you're just getting up on this Wednesday morning, the Knicks were in Chicago last night to face off against the Bulls, needing a win, right? Need some wins, but let's start, let's start with one win, right? Wouldn't things feel a little bit better if you just simply had one win? And uh, for David Fisdale, you might want to get that sooner rather than later, my friend. So how did the Knicks do? Before the game, Fisdale, Steve Mills, Scott Perry apparently walked into uh, the building together. A show of solidarity. Meanwhile, Mills is behind uh, Fisdale, probably sharpening his knife in his pocket. He's got a shank or something. Um, well, how did the Knicks do? Well, you're wondering, right? How did they do? How are you? Not great, Bob. No, not great at all. They got outscored in the fourth quarter 35 to 17, and they go on to lose. Uh, and as of 5.02, I can say with confidence, at least according to my sources, David Fisdale is still the Knicks' coach. I don't know how much longer that will be the case, of course, but the Knicks lost 120-102. to So a game which they were down early in. Um, I think the Bulls had like a 14-0 run in the first half, but the Knicks came back from that. We're always kind of trailing throughout the night, but uh, in the fourth quarter, just too much. So look, as I said yesterday, I don't know what people, and by people, really there's only one person. I don't know what James Dolan expected from this team. This is not a good team. Should they be better than two and nine at this point? I guess maybe, but not remarkably better than two and nine. But as I was listening back to yesterday's show, I don't think I highlighted well enough that David Fisdale has been, what's the word, terrible. He has been part of the problem. There's nothing that I would say he is doing that would make me think that, well, you know what, at least he's got this or at least he's got that. Last night alone, Dennis Smith Jr.'s back after all that time away, and um, he gets into the game, he played about fifteen minutes, and look, I understand his situation and why he was away and all sympathies there and all but in terms of just a basketball sense last night from David Fisdale's point of view, Dennis Smith Jr. was awful. And it wasn't like he was lighting the world on fire even before he left. There's no identity with the team. There's, doesn't really feel like there's any game plan. We always say about guys and other coaching jobs, is he putting his, his players in the best position to succeed? Last night, the Bulls went on a 20-0 run, mostly against the Knicks bench. Now firing David Fisdale 10 games into the season would be dumb. Unfortunately, though, when you have a young team like the Knicks are, you would like to think that the people who are in the decision-making roles, like coach, would be the people you can kind of count on. Those would be the people you know can do the job. And unfortunately, you're finding out about David Fisdale in this early part of the season as much as you are finding out about the team. Now, again, it's not a great team. So I don't expect him to, to all of a sudden turn out to be a red Auerbach. And the only maybe slight caveat that I would give him is, I don't know for 100% certain that David Fisdale is making all the different decisions in regards to the team. I certainly don't think it's hands-off, knowing what you know about the Knicks uh situation their their front office the the influence that everybody seems to be able to have on this person's job shifting blame and all this type of stuff behind the scenes who knows we've seen that in certainly other jobs certainly in major league baseball the front office has a say in what guys play what guys rest it would not shock me at all to find out that david Fisdale is under pressure from the front office to make certain decisions But firing anybody 10 games or now 11 games into the season is usually dumb. But as I said in the past about the Jets and Adam Gase, about Mike McCagnum when he was the GM of the Jets, if it's clear you have someone who is not the guy and is not the answer, well, then you're better moving on sooner rather than later. Yeah, patience is good if patience is warranted. And I would say, at least for David Fisdale right now, I would still have patience. I'll wait until there's 20 games into the season, see kind of where you are and what I feel about the team. By that point, he should be able to get some guys into some roles and see if guys are playing better then than they are now. wouldn't be hard. But, you know, this story about Fisdale being on the hot seat and Mills sharpening the knives behind him from Adrian Wojnarowski the other day, it feels like the main takeaway, and I guess maybe my main takeaway was yesterday, was that...